Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, July 7th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on Washington sounding off on Turkey ahead of the NATO summit. Number two, jobs numbers are expected to be good. And number three, the canvas Capitol Hill. A look at what senior staff on Capitol Hill think of Kevin McCarthy's longevity as speaker. All right, let's get into it. We have another really interesting dispatch from Andrew Desiderio looking at the top Republican on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and what he said. That's Senator Jim Risch, the Republican from Idaho, ahead of the NATO summit next week. Uh, Risch is the top Republican on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and he has said in an interview that NATO memberships of Turkey and Hungary should be reviewed as the two countries stonewall Sweden's ascension to the Western Military Alliance. Speaking with a handful of reporters in his Capitol Hill office on Thursday, Rish accused Ankara and Budapest of acting in their own self-interest rather than in that of the alliance, which in this case is to expand NATO in the face of Russia's war in Ukraine. Turkey's concerns about Sweden's ascension to NATO are, quote, irrelevant to the foundation or purpose of the alliance, Rish said, adding that he has raised this directly with Turkish officials ahead of the NATO summit next week in Lithuania. Rish had some pretty heated comments, saying, quote, I'm to the point where maybe it's time that we did review the way people join and the way people are retained. His comments are a reflection of long-simmering tensions between Ankara and the rest of the alliance. The Biden administration and NATO's leadership were pushing for Sweden's ascension to be finalized in time for the summit, but that appears unlikely to happen. What's more, lawmakers have long raised concerns about human rights in Turkey, as well as Turkish overflights of Greek airspace. Turkey is pushing for Sweden to crack down on Islamophobia and enhance its counterterrorism measures in order to win its support for NATO accession. Hungary's government is holding out on Sweden's approval in a show of support for Turkey. And Rish recently exercised his authority over arms sales to block a proposed sale to Budapest. Rish warned that if NATO members are having this much trouble on the issue of expanding the alliance, the invocation of Article 5 could also be a chaotic process. Article 5, of course, of the NATO Charter stipulates that an attack on one member nation is an attack on all and will be met with a military response backed by all members. Rish said there are a half dozen ways to go ahead about regulating individual countries' memberships, but declined to go into specifics. This is not a good position to be in, he added. It's not, it does not add to the strength of the organization. We've been reporting all week that Sweden's ascension has been the focal point leading up to next week's summit, where a group of senators will attend. The Biden administration is working to placate Turkey by potentially using a proposed sale of F-16 fighter jets as a bargaining chip. Foreign Relations Committee Chair Bob Menendez has been blocking that proposed sale, and we scooped on Tuesday that the State Department is now in talks with him to allow it to move forward if it would pave the way for Turkey's backing of Sweden. Menendez and Risch, of course, aren't the only senators looking to punish Turkey. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell told us in an interview that Turkey shouldn't get the advanced American fighter jets until it stops blocking Sweden's NATO ascension. We will be all over this next week. And the twists and turns that are certain to uh, be a part of the pressure campaign from the U.S. to try and move Sweden's bid forward. 
Let's move on to the number two story of the morning, the economy. Heads up, a big June jobs number is expected. Financial markets were wobbly Thursday, and guess why? Analysts expect the jobs market will continue to show its strength today, and that means that interest rates may be heading up again soon. The Bureau of Labor Statistics will release June jobs data today at 8.30 a.m., and the ADP Research Institute, which releases its own data, estimated the U.S. economy added 497,000 jobs in June. If you're looking for more evidence that the Federal Reserve will continue its rate hike campaign when it meets later this month, that would be it. Fed Chair Jay Powell and other top officials at the central bank have been looking for any quote-unquote softening in the U.S. labor market to help cool inflation. But that ADP estimate, if it's backed up by today's job report, signals that the Fed may may have to raise rates higher for longer than hoped. Bank stocks in particular got hammered as higher interest rates will continue to put even more pressure on that sector. Rates on two-year Treasury bills hit their highest levels in more than 15 years. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We've been bringing you the Canvas Capitol Hill content all week. Usually this is reserved for our premium membership, but as we are doing only AM newsletters this week, it has been a really interesting look for everybody at this anonymous survey of senior Capitol Hill staffers that we do uh, and track different issues, uh, whether it's kind of leadership or policy issues. Uh, Today's item, really interesting. A majority of senior staffers, 55%, think Kevin McCarthy will remain speaker this entire Congress, according to our recent survey. The survey of senior congressional staffers was conducted June 5th to June 26th in partnership with the Locust Street Group. Back in April, when the speakership fight was fresher on everyone's mind, only 34% of staffers believed McCarthy would remain speaker through the entire Congress. But McCarthy is exceeding expectations. We reported on Monday that 85% of senior staffers think McCarthy is more effective as speaker than they initially thought he would be. But the speaker is neck and neck with House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries among Surrey respondents when asked, who do you believe is a more effective leader in the House? 52% of survey respondents said Jeffries is a more effective House leader than McCarthy. In April, that figure was 60%. We're going to continue to track staffers' opinions on House leadership as this congressional term continues. If you want to get more on what all of the data that was in the Canvas Capitol Hill uh, survey this month, you can sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. In today's morning newsletter, there's a one-pager summing up the results of the survey. You can look at the full full poll as well as the slide deck. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it on social media, maybe on threads. Tell your friends about it. You can also leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. As I mentioned, we'd love it if you sign up for our free morning newsletter. We also have a ton of events coming up in the next several weeks. Want to make sure to point out that we have a conversation with Representative Beth Van Dyne, the Republican from Texas, on Thursday, July 27th at 8.45 a.m. This conversation, as always, will focus on news of the day, but we're also going to dive a little deeper into the issue of private capital and how it is supporting small businesses, jobs, and the economy. You can sign up to attend in person or virtually for that conversation, as well as uh, several others that we are hosting in July before the August recess at our events hub at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.